Welcome to the Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. An aficionado is a person who is very knowledgeable and enthusiastic about an activity, subject, or pastime. Every Saturday morning, we will feature aficionados to share with you, our guest, all things that are the good life, including local eats, libations, cigars, local live music, and local events here in Southwest Florida. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the Aficionado Show. Welcome to The Aficionado Show. I'm your host, Kevin Robbins. This is episode 10 of The Aficionado Show. Uh, with me, as always, is Adam Hood. How are you, sir? I am great. So, uh, some good stuff on today's show that we're really excited about. Uh, a couple of different things that uh, we got out and met some people that uh, uh, have got some good stories, actually, I think. Uh, first on the show this week, we have Felix Asseline. Uh Felix and Heather Callahan, both from Felix Asseline Cigars. So uh, Felix is what I would call a boutique brand. Uh, he has a factory in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua, and uh, has some, uh, some fields around in uh, Nicaragua and Honduras and uh, is putting out some very interesting products. So you'll hear a little bit about, about them and uh, how they're growing in, in Florida uh, specifically since we're a Southwest Florida-based uh, uh, show and uh, where you can pick those cigars up here in uh, Southwest Florida. So those guys are on the show this week. Also, we got to spend some time with Ryan Bowen. He is the owner and head brewer of Palm City Brewing uh, in San Carlos, right here in our own backyard, which is kind of cool. Uh, Palm City Brewing, we sat down in his uh, tasting room, they call it, which in my in my view is the bar portion of, uh, yeah, absolutely. of the brewery. And uh, we got to get in there early one morning and uh, before they opened and sat down with him and learned a little bit about Palm City Brewing, about who they are, uh, how he got in, into the uh, into the, the brewing business, if you will, as well as uh, how Palm City does things, where they're distributed because there are other places you can find them, as well as uh, some of their special events and, and how they run the brewery. And I was really impressed with the brewery itself, was really impressed with uh, their openness to the community. And uh, I got to be honest, Adam, too, one of the things that I'm really impressed with with all the breweries that we've talked to is that they're all friends. They, oh, all, work they, all, together. they all love each other and they all love what each one of them else is doing, which is really great. Right. So it's not something where they're in this massive competition. They believe, and you'll, you'll hear that from Ryan uh, yet again, they believe that the more of them doing great things, uh, the better it is. So for their business and, and for Southwest Florida, for that matter, as well. So yeah, They're about supporting the culture and the lifestyle of craft beer and not necessarily look at each other as this huge competition. And it was kind of cool to see, you know, Fort Myers Brewing is pretty widely distributed now, and they're canning. And so it was cool to see another brewery kind of in its infancy and, and seeing them come along. And, you know, they just got their distribution, which is really cool. But it's kind of cool to see where these breweries are at, you know, as far as in the market-wise. But the common theme seems to be is that they all support each other, which is a beautiful thing in business. Yeah, I really I really enjoy that about them. So uh, that those uh, two features are on the show this week. Also this week, uh, Adam uh, we got to, I guess I should say last week, uh, we got to experience a couple of shows at the ranch. I was by myself on uh, Thursday night of last week, 
and I went and saw Sir Mix a lot. That was uh, that was quite an interesting show at the ranch. I really yeah, I saw, enjoyed I saw that. Saw the uh, couple of videos that you posted, and it looked like it was a really good time. I hated I had to miss that one, but it looked like you were having a good time. And uh, there was a band that opened for them. Uh, that is was a, a compilation of several really talented local musicians, uh, and it was called Marty McSuperfly. And these guys all came together to uh, put together this band and do basically 80s covers because that's kind of the era that obviously Sir Mix-a-Lot came from. Sure. And these guys, the, the show was amazing. The opening act was great. They sounded amazing. I love the sound at the ranch. I love the big stage. They do such a great job there. And uh, so that was a great, great show. Sir Mix-a-Lot put on a great show. And Adam, I, I really didn't elaborate too much to you about the show, but what I really liked about him was that He's just a regular guy that loves, right. still very much loves what he's doing. Uh, he's very humble. Uh, he told stories that, that didn't make him out to be some big uh, superstar or anything, that that obviously he had some great success and, and uh, uh, is, is still successful in his own right, but, but uh, uh, was very humble and, and basically said that he's there to do a show for us. He, you know, he's partying right. with us, and it was great to uh, have an artist do that. It was really enjoyable. Then uh, Saturday night this week uh, at the ranch, we got to see Tracy Lawrence uh, with the uh, opening band Chasing Dallas, and that was quite a show. She has... An amazing voice. Oh, she does. Tammy. I've known Tammy for a long time, and we hope to have uh, Rob and Tammy on the show. Absolutely. They are, uh, they are the, the, the main two, I would say, in Chasing Dallas. They're the two vocalists in Chasing Dallas. Rob plays guitar as well. Uh, they have been around for a long time. I've known them for, for years, and uh, both amazing. I, I'm, I'm happy to call them friends, and, and uh, I was very impressed with their show. They... Uh, they did uh, they did some amazing stuff. So they sounded great. Yes, Tammy's voice is, is just crazy. Yeah, not to take anything away, away from Rob, but, I mean, they both sound amazing. But she just, for me, she just kind of blew that stage apart. It was just she, she did such a wonderful job. Yeah, she definitely dominates the stage. And then, of course, Tracy Lawrence took over, and he put on a great show. He really Absolutely, did. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the ranch was, uh, I got to believe, close to capacity. It was uh, it, There was a lot of people in there. Uh, a great, great venue. If you've not been to the ranch, you need to check it out. It's on Colonial Boulevard, uh, just east of uh, 41 in Fort Myers, and uh, just an amazing venue. A great sound, great lights. Uh, the staff there is great. Uh, love Rusty. Rusty's going to be on a show coming up soon as well. Uh, so Tracy Lawrence put on a great show, um, and it was a lot longer show than I thought it was going to be as well. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I wanted to say was don't let the genre of the place throw you off. It's an amazing venue. The place is huge. There's like four or five bars. You will not wait too long for a drink around there. Um, like you said, lighting, the sound is absolutely amazing in that venue. Um, and they host different you know, genres of music. So if you see a show that comes up that's in the genre that you like, go check it out. Absolutely. Even if it's a country act, go check it out. It's just a cool place to hang out. Well, and they do they do a little bit of everything. They've had Rick Springfield there. They've had, right. you know, various rock bands ha- have been there. 
as well as the country acts. But it is uh, if you love live music, it is definitely a venue to go see live music in. So and another cool aspect is uh, during the intermissions and stuff when the bands are changing, and even before it starts, they're all out there line dancing, and they all know those dances, and it's just you know cute country girls and you know guys out there in big hats and boots dancing, but they're all in line, they're all in sync, and that's just something cool to see too when you're on the sideline. And they're serious about it. Too. Oh, absolutely, they are very serious about it. So an amazing venue that you need to check out if you haven't it's the ranch in fort myers uh you can learn more about them on facebook of course as well as go to their website the ranch so coming up after the break uh, adam we're going to sit down with felix asseline and heather callahan of felix asseline cigars right here on the aficionado show hi this is pat denson vice president of estero bay chevrolet when you sell the most cars you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category Many are one-owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than Estero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today, EsteroBayChevrolet.com. Estero Bay Chevrolet. For over 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and that perfect humidor. Stop in to see Tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars, and while you're there, stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave. That's Sticks Cigar Company, located at 705 Pondella Road in North Fort Myers, or give them a call at 239-898-2593. Be sure to tell them that the Aficionado Show sent you. Hi, this is Kevin Robbins with American Eagle Mortgage and the host of The Aficionado Show. Whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage or purchase your dream home here in Southwest Florida, I'd love to earn your business. I have the experience and local knowledge to get the job done. Give me a call at 239-471-0505. That's 239-471-0505. Or visit me online at kevinrobbins.com. NMLS 161-3797. Lind US LLC. DBA. American Eagle Mortgage. NMLS 1938. Equal housing opportunity. Would you like to have an authentic cigar roller at your wedding, bachelor party, corporate event, or birthday party? You can with Cigar Event Services by the World Famous Cigar Bar. Your event can have an experienced cigar roller and cigar host to create a unique experience for your guests. They also offer custom cigar bands made with your name, logo, or even your baby's name. Visit worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event for more info. Let them customize the perfect cigar package for your event. Again, that's worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event. Hello and welcome back to the Aficionado Show. I'm on the road again with Estero Bay Chevrolet and I'm at the world famous cigar bar in downtown Fort Myers again. And I have some special guests. I have Heather Callahan and I have Felix Asoline. I said that right? There we go. I said it right. Of Felix Asoline Cigars. Um, I am uh, excited to have you guys here. I have uh, got a cigar in my hand and we're ready to go. But I want to learn about uh, I want to learn about you, sir. I want to learn about the company. Uh, Heather, we need to talk a little bit about you as well as far as your background and what you're doing with uh, with uh, Felix and and where we're going with uh, getting this uh, cigar in Southwest Florida and and throughout Florida. So uh, welcome, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. So first off, we've all got cigars in our hands. So Felix, I'm going to ask you to uh, tell us first what we're smoking. So what have I got in my hand here? Well, you're smoking the Ego Passion, which is a 58 by six and a half. It's a cigar that I blended about five years ago. And that cigar is about four years old now. And it's a uh, Nicaraguan with a uh, 
Indonesian binder and the Honduran tobacco. It's uh, very smooth. Um, so far, I've just got it. I'm not even an inch into it. Very smooth. Very. I love this size. This is. Uh, explain this size. You called it something. Passion is the size, right? Right. It's a 58 by six and a half box press cigar. Okay, and it, I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. So, it, but it's it seems to be a wide box press. Is right. It, is it wider than most box presses? Yes, because uh, what am I, I seeing there? Because I didn't want to. First of all, 58 is pretty big to put around your mouth, so I didn't want to make. A, uh, a square cigar. I wanted to make more of a box press so it's actually easier to put in your mouth and be able to smoke a big cigar without f- having that big cigar taste, you know, feeling. Right. It's a good looking cigar. It's smoking very well. And I, li- I really like that wide box press. So, mm-hmm. uh, very, uh, was the first thing I noticed. So, what are you guys smoking? Are you both smoking the same thing? Is this a top secret blend or something? This no, no, it's not a top secret blend. You are. No, I was just going to defer to you because it is a top secret blend. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm smoking. <laughs> we, uh, I blended about five new blends, and this is the last one that, uh, that we're just coming out with, which is the CSB. We have a CSB line okay. of, uh, of Connecticut cigars and uh, Habano, and this is the one that's going to be called the CSB Fuerte, which is the stronger cigar. And uh, the CSB are all round, and this one's going to be box pressed. Okay. So... Let's uh, let's start from the beginning. How about that? How sure. did you get How did you get into the cigar business? And then uh, when did you when did you start your company? Well, we I started the I got into the business over twenty two years ago, where my cousin in California kept uh, pressing me to smoke cigars. I never smoked cigars or cigarettes ever, and he kept pressing me. I said, and to a point where I said, you know what? Let me have a cigar. I'll try it, and if I like it, then we'll talk. Otherwise, don't bother me ever again. Right. So he he did a very sneaky thing. He gave me a Davidoff, and uh, a really smooth cigar. I loved it. And I said, okay, great. You got my attention. Let's do something. Right. So then we started looking into uh, opening a store in uh, Los Angeles, and uh, it was just around the boom, the cigar boom. And then I called up all the companies that I was calling up. No one wanted to open a, a, a account. Hmm. So I came to. Uh, Miami, and uh, looked around, started opening accounts, and then the, when I came, went back to Flor- to Los Angeles with all these cigars, I'm thinking now, why should I open a store where all these people don't have cigars? Let me sell them cigars. Right. And then, uh, so we got into the wholesale business, and eventually, I knew that uh, the business in Los Angeles was uh, was going bad because of all the uh, all the taxes were starting to really. And I had a lot of customers that had hotels and restaurants and everything else and the bars, and all that business went away. So we moved to Miami and opened up stores and distribution, and uh, eventually uh, I, I, I get bored. So I was in the retail distribution. I said, you know what? I'm tired of selling other people's cigars. Now maybe it's time to uh, put my money where my mouth is. And uh, so we went to Dan Lee, Honduras, and opened up our own factory Made uh, started two cigars there. Very nice. So do you still have the factory in, in Honduras as well? No, we don't, but we have land there. We okay. have land in Hamashran. Uh, Obrahe, which is a, a incredible land to grow tobacco in. In fact, some of the tobacco that uh, that you're smoking now is is from our land, and uh, so we grow. But we now we have a factory in uh, Esteli. We make uh, we grow tobacco in uh, Jalapa, Nicaragua. Okay. Yep. We we uh, grow tobacco in uh, Hamashran, mm-hmm. Honduras, and we uh, process it in uh, Esteli and make cigars in Esteli. Okay. So where is your factory in in Comparison to the others that are, I would call downtown Esteli. I mean, Esteli is not that big, so it can't be that far from from the other factories that I visited. No, I was just in, and you just mentioned uh, um, we were in the airport together. Didn't mm-hmm. know who who we were each each other were uh, as we were coming back from uh, from Esteli, uh, Nicaragua, this last week. So um, 
I was traveling around Esteli, and I'm just trying to put it in in perspective of, of where it was. I'm not sure if you if you went up our street, but we're uh, uh, they have the strangers' addresses in, uh, oh, in yeah. Central America. They don't even have street names. No, they don't have street names. But they our addresses. You go to the you go to the statue. You go ten blocks north. You go one block west, and that's that's our street. Wow. That's our uh, and we're uh, actually we're at. Right next to us is a ASP tobacco, which grows Connecticut and everything else, okay. right next to our factory. Across the way is Roba Casa, which is a big uh, processor from Nica Prosa. But we're, um, uh, I'm a half a mile away from Rockies. Okay. I'm a half a mile away from uh, my father's. Okay. I'm a half a mile away from uh, uh, Podomo. I'm uh, three quarters of a mile from, uh, from uh, Placencia. So we're all smack in the middle. Right. I mean, that, that's just the big, the big, the big names right, that right. you probably know. But there there's, are, there's dozens of they, other. They told me uh, when I was down there, there's something like 46 or 48 cigar factories just in Esteli. Yeah, that's, I bet. Yeah, I would does that sound that. right? That's, yeah, that's a, just crazy. Yeah, but don't forget, there's, there's people that just have uh, uh, that make maybe just short filler cigars, right. and there's some people that just make uh, that make uh, one guy make cigars. So they are. Uh, and there's a lot of people that just concentrate on making cigars for some Chinese uh, customers, and uh, right. So uh, it's so, not names that we would necessarily right, know. Right, exactly. May, here in fact, the they States, may not even right. have names. They may just sell naked cigars. Right, right. So it's. Uh, I was just blown away, and we were talking about this earlier, and we stopped the conversation until we got uh, on the air here. That uh, I have to say that I fell in love with Esteli this when I was there. What a great, uh, you know, and and. For those that are listening that, that can't imagine and have never been in, in a country like Honduras or Nicaragua, um, you know, these aren't resorts. These aren't resort towns. They aren't. So when I say I fell in love with it, it's not uh, um, it's a very simple, um, uh, just very simple city, a very simple Rustic. society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they are happy people for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're nice. They're um I, I just am blown away with with uh, the people there. <laughs> it got me. <laughs> so, I mean, what else could you? I mean, Felix, what I mean, what else could you say about it to to try to explain what Esteli is to somebody who has never experienced that? I mean, I guess, and I hate to use the word poor, but it, it, what's the word? It's not. Uh, um, I guess they're they you know they don't well, make a I lot of money over there, but they're, they're, I don't think it's we a can... simple lifestyle. Yes, and I don't think we can actually. Uh understand how poor they are right i mean we're not talking about just a study we're talking about you know small small uh, towns when you drive up and down to uh the highways and the else. i mean there's a lot of a lot of people don't even have in fact some people in our factory don't even have a, a cement floor they have a dirt floor right in fact uh, one guy uh needed money uh f- to uh to buy a mattress and I was able to help him with that and he says so i said well, why don't you take the mattress home he says i can't so why not i'm waiting to put a floor on the f- I'm putting, waiting to put a cement floor in my house because uh, otherwise I would ruin the bed. So oh. he had to put, I had to get him uh, a way to get him a cement floor in order to be able to uh, put down his bed. Yeah. They, so uh, it's, uh, you drive by these houses and they don't even have windows. Have you spent any time down there? Heather? I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just blown away that, that, yeah, some, some of the houses don't have windows. They just have curtains over open, open holes in, in. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them have uh, thin, you know, thin roofs or right. uh, it's very hard in the wind in the summer. Uh, and uh, when you get rain, obviously it's yeah, it's coming in everywhere, coming in yeah. everywhere, and it's very noisy. And so, uh, thank God, at least it's not really cold there, so they don't have to worry about the, these uh, harsh right. winters. Right. But uh, for us as cigar makers, it's the best places for us to be because if we were had to make cigars here in America, we could never. 
you and I could never afford to buy a cigar. So the, the way, the, because their wages, because they, they, they uh, uh, we're able to pay them, because they are able to uh, uh, be paid for a lower wage, we can actually afford to make cigars. Right. Otherwise, each cigar that you're smoking would be $20, $30. But you know what else that I noticed about that, um, besides the fact that obviously the, the lifestyle down there is different, so we, yes, the wages are a lot lower, you're right. We would have to pay ridiculous amounts of money in the States to, to do just that. But their uh, work ethic down there and their eye for detail and all those things seems to be so much better, I hate to say it, than, than a lot of what I see here in the United States. They, work, you know, they, they have a great work ethic. They, and and that, I think that lends to the, the, the product that, that we get. It, they work very uh – they're very cool the way they work. First of all, they're very detail oriented. Right. If I tell them, okay, I need this done, they will be they will write it. And they'll t- be very careful what you tell them to do because they'll do exactly what you say. Mm-hmm. So they won't deviate. So if you tell them, okay, this is what I need done, and uh, and they're also they uh, they're paper oriented, so they'll make sure everything is written down to the to the T. So that's very cool because uh, uh, for me anyway, because I uh, uh, I need to be able to see what what needs to be done because for for, for example. Uh, just to tell you a little bit about us, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. In our, in our factory, we do everything. I mean, we, we, we grow the tobacco. We process it ourselves. We, I blend it myself. We make our own boxes. Uh, we, uh, uh, we do everything in-house. The okay. only thing we don't do is print print the uh, labels and uh, grow the wood. Otherwise, right. we do everything uh, there. That's great. So there's a, the box factory is right on. Is it all together? Right now it is, but before it wasn't. But now okay. we're going to, we're actually, now we need the room, so we're actually moving the box factory. But we, we design our own boxes. We make okay. our own boxes. That's awesome. So we do everything. That's one of the things, um, and I'm going to ask you some more questions about, about the factory. Uh, but that's one of the things that I really enjoyed seeing <clears throat> in the times that I've gone down um, to Honduras is the box factory because you just don't, uh, again, being in the United States, we're used to machines making things. And you go down there, and the craftsmanship and the um, the fact that they're doing all this stuff by hand. They're putting the nails in. They're putting Kevin, the hinges forget on. forget about the boxes. It's crazy. We're talking about cigars. No, I know. But cigars, <laughs> is probably, <laughs> cigars is probably the last product made by human hands. Yeah. I, was I mean, it's incre- impressed we, with all those things. That, and let me tell you something. You're smoking a cigar, and people say, well, you know what? I have to make sure that it's fresh. I'll make sure that nobody, you know, uh, nobody uh, touches it. I'm telling you, you know what? That's crazy because let me tell you something. Before you put that cigar in your mouth, about 40 people touched oh, it. Yeah. I touched that tobacco. Yeah. So don't uh, – uh, you better take that away and just relax. Smoke a cigar and just hang back. So how many people do you have uh, How many people do you have in your factory? How big is the factory? It depends. Uh, oh, we have, uh, we have 20 tables. So okay. we, can, we can make about between eight to 10,000 cigars a day. Okay. And uh, uh, same thing with the boxes and everything else. We can uh, – uh, we make what we need. So if I have – if we also make cigars for other people. So if I have orders, then we, ha- we hire more right. people. We always have people that uh, we can call to come in. And we, uh, we have growers that grow tobacco for us all over. So when we need a lot of tobacco, we, I know we want to... Uh, uh, of course, me wanting a tobacco to grow, just because I say it doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Right. It takes me between the, between the time I say it and I want it, it might take six to nine months before I can actually use that tobacco into a cigar. Right. So... Uh, it takes a long time to process something else, but I uh, I have people that I actually trust that have good tobacco that I can uh, if I need to make something right away I can get it. 
good, good. So I need to take a break. If you'll stick with me, we're gonna. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, about the factory, and, and and then we're gonna talk about the cigar lines that you have, uh, where we can find them now, and where hopefully we'll be able to find them soon. And then we've got to talk about. Uh, we got to get Heather's voice on the on the podcast a little more. I'm yeah, just waiting cool. for my turn. It's coming. It's coming. So stick with us. We'll be right back on the Aficionado Show. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239-707-1133. Again, 239-707-1133. Or visit them online at IoniInsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E insurance.com. Burn by Rocky Patel is an evolution in cigar lounges featuring a design that draws on an exotic mix of Mediterranean, Asian, and Cuban cultures. The world-class humidor in Burn also features private lockers where our guests can keep their cigars in perfect condition. Burn by Rocky Patel stocks the full line of Rocky Patel premium cigars as well as cigars from other top cigar makers from around the world. Burn by Rocky Patel, located in Mercado in Naples, next to Cabo Lounge. Are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update? Maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area. Or have you decided you want new flooring in your home? If so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at PhenomenalConstructionHome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number CRC 1331743. Hood Designs, the official marketing and branding partner of the Aficionado Show. Hood Designs is a highly versatile design firm specializing in branding, marketing, print, and digital. With their extensive knowledge of web development and graphic design, they're able to assist your business to reaching its marketing goals. Hood Designs is well known for their project promptness and pride themselves in creating satisfied clients. Contact Hood Designs today and learn how they can help you with your business goals. 561-247-4931 or visit hooddesigns.com. And we're back on the Aficionado show. Uh, during the break, Adam, I grabbed a hold of uh, a cigar that Felix gave me that he he and Heather were actually smoking during the interview. Uh, it does not have a name. He didn't uh, divulge too much about the cigar other than he had just gotten back from Esteli, Nicaragua, and it was a cigar that he had made there uh, and brought back to smoke as, I, I'm assuming, a test blend. Uh, so I just got it started, uh, really enjoying this cigar. Um, and I think they, they talk about it a little bit as well in the interview, but I was thrilled to get my hands on this cigar. And, uh, again, it's, it's one that I can't even tell you what it's going to be or what it's going to be called. But, uh, like I said, the, the Felix Asseline nine, he has some very unique stuff and definitely has a passion for, uh, cigar making. So let's get back to the interview with, uh, Felix Asseline and Heather Callahan, of Felix Asseline Cigars on the Aficionado Show. So we're back on the Aficionado Show. I'm on the road with Estero Bay Chevrolet, and I'm at the world-famous cigar bar in downtown Fort Myers. And uh, with me is Felix Asseline and Heather Callahan of Felix Asseline Cigars. Heather, your title is Director of Sales and Marketing for, uh, for Felix. Tell me, how long, have you, how long have you been with Felix? It's been a few months now, or...? 
Correct. I've been with Felix for about two and a half, almost three months okay. now. Okay. So what is, uh, what is your role? I mean, obviously you're, mm-hmm. you're running around everywhere. Um, tell us about what you're doing with the company, where you're traveling to, where, and let's talk about where we can find the cigars, and then we're going to talk about the cigar lines, too. Okay. Um, well, as you can see, if you follow me on Facebook or anywhere on social media, you can see that I run everywhere, all over right now, trying to get the word out um, about Felix Asseline and his line. Um, my, our goal is to um, not only grow the line here, but for me to grow a territory and find a replacement for that territory so that we can grow on a national and global basis. Nice. Very nice. So, uh, obviously, we're in southwest Florida. I have listeners, oddly enough, I have listeners all over the world. I don't know where they're finding me, but they're finding me. But we are in southwest Florida. Um, where, uh, where locally, with let's say from Tampa to uh, Marco Island, where, where can we find you now? And then, obviously, hopefully, we'll end up finding you some other places. But where are, uh, where are you located now? Um, right now, the closest to the downtown cigar bar is Sticks. Okay, which is a sponsor, Tom from Sticks, uh, there on on Pondella Road, which is a great place. Love Tom, so I'm excited that uh, that he has your cigars. Mm-hmm. That's great. We're also in Sarasota. We are in St. Pete. We're in Brandon. We are working our way north, and we'll be in Daytona shortly. We also have um, some presence in Vero Beach. Nice. And so we're getting we're getting a lot of traction. Good. Good. Now, um, I understand you're going to stop by, uh, of course, this is, this is pre-recorded, so uh, anybody who's listening, I understand you're going to stop and see uh, Tom and the guys at Sticks after this. Uh, I, I love that little shop. I, I don't get there. Uh, my schedule is so crazy. I don't get there nearly as often as I'd like, but uh, love the man cave in the back. Love the setting out on the porch with those guys and smoking. And, uh, it's just a good group of guys. So uh, I know you'll have, Felix, have you been to Sticks yet? Have you been to that shop? I will be in a little it's while. Cool, cool. But, but I saw the pictures. Yeah, it's a little man cave. I told him last week. It's a cool little shop. Yeah, I sent him pictures. Yeah, it's a cool little shop. So, okay, so back to uh, the, the cigars. I'm going to ask uh, Felix, do you do all your own blending or do you have some other some people, some other people that work with you or uh, where's, where's that? What are you doing there? Are you doing all your own? Well, yes, because uh, when we first. Uh, as I told you before, I was in, in distribution, and then we wanted—I wanted to make my own cigars, in, uh, and we, so we opened a factory in Dan Lee. And it took me actually—I know how to sell cigars, I know how to smoke them, but I don't know how to make them. So it took me for the first time six months to actually blend a cigar, to learn the all the nuances of how one leaf will affect the other, and then uh, half a leaf will change the whole oh, yeah. the whole uh, cigar. The wrapper is sixty percent of a cigar. So what I used to do is that I used to go to Denley, make a few cigars, take them back to Miami, try them out with my friends, and try them out with the guys in the stores, and then I would go back to Honduras, and I would, did that for six months, and then I finally got it. And uh, in Esteli now, yes, I do all of the blending. So if you like our cigars, you can. You, you, it's my name's on it, and if you don't like our yeah. cigars, my name's on it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I've I have uh, on a very basic level. Uh, had the opportunity to do some some blending, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that you know when you go down there, they they put out some on some of the tours that I've done. Um, so I've gotten to do uh, some blending with some pretty cool guys, and and uh, I, I'm pretty excited about two blends that I made uh, when I was in Esteli this last week. Uh, of course, they're aging in my humidor at home because they need to sit for six or eight weeks, but uh, ninety well, days maybe. But no, I mean a good cigar. You, we, I'm smoking, and me and Heather are smoking a cigar that I that I blended and. Uh, and made it last Thursday. 
Okay. So this is only three days. It's well, three days old. We may have to break some open. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, I do. I'm excited about smoking my yeah. balloons. Try, try it. Mm. It's good. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like uh, to burn your cigar, no. does it? No. No. So as far as as far as the factory goes, do you have... Do your, are your rollers in pairs? Like uh, all, all all places have rollers I, in pairs because one does the bunching, which is basically they take the tobacco, the blend that we put together. I want a half a leaf of this. I want a leaf of that. I want two leaves of this. That's the buncher who takes right. them, puts them together, puts them in the mold, and then uh, puts them in the vice, which is about four or five hours. And right. then after that, then they take them out, and then they give it to the roller who actually puts the wrapper and the head. And uh, our cigars are tr- all triple capped. Like okay. uh, the old traditional Cuban way, right? And uh, uh, so they're always working in pairs. So okay. our uh, average pair will make anywhere from three to four hundred cigars. We 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 don't push. We I want them to make good cigars. So we usually go about three hundred cigars per day. That's great. Per, so per I I know that I I wondered if some of the smaller factories didn't do the pairing like that with you know have have the rollers working in pairs so that's why i asked the question no that would be that would be kind of very hard because it's it's a total different uh head to 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 go from one to the other and it would be a big waste of time because you have uh four hours that you don't do anything waiting for the uh for the uh for the molds for the molds for the cigars to be uh to be around or in order and really pressed well in order to be able to write the uh, wrap so what they do is they actually keep working and by the end of the night, they actually have about 300 cigars sitting in molds. So for the next day, as soon as they start, the, 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 the uh, roller can put, put, putting wrappers on. put stars, putting wrappers on the cigars right. from yesterday while he's rolling right. or she's rolling. Uh, she's bunching new cigars that she's putting in molds. So, so otherwise, it will be, uh, uh, the division of labor will be uh, Yeah, dramatic. no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So tell me. Uh, your tobaccos. You mentioned Jalapa. You mentioned a couple of a couple of other places. Where where are you getting most of your tobacco from? Well, what we, areas? I like our land from Hamashran, which makes uh, which we have a few brands that we make uh, that has our cigar our tobacco uh, exclusively from there. We're like uh, Eagle Black and uh, uh, Two Saints and CSB, and that tobacco is very very rich. One of the really, really very good tobacco. And I blend it also with the tobaccos that we grow in Jalapa. Okay. Which is a, a, a really great area for uh, for cigars in uh, Nicaragua. We, and then we also uh, get tobacco from other places. Like, for example, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting uh, tobacco now from, from an island called Ometepe, which is, which is a far north. In, uh, it's an actually a volcanic island that grows some very sweet aromatic tobacco that I really? blend with some very strong tobaccos and it gives a very uh, uh, the, the flavor comes out that you don't feel the strength but you feel the sweetness and you so you don't know that you're really getting high until you're until you're done right right well and you mentioned to me um, how you like to blend a cigar you know mm-hmm. you, you and tell me that tell me that again we, we said it off air and I want you to share because I really I really liked what you had to say about the you know how you how you want the the consumer to enjoy the cigar well I believe that a cigar should not be boring if it's if a cigar is boring and you put it in your mouth and so what I call a one note cigar where you smoke it and nothing happens you don't so it's like uh, whether you put it down or you put it in your mouth it doesn't make a difference because you're not getting anything 
to me, a cigar should be interesting, where you're smoking it and it changes on you, and it, uh, it gets stronger, it gets uh, and gets milder. It, it has it has to have peaks and valleys, just like conversations, just like any relationship, right. just like anything. I mean, you you have a relationship with a cigar for for a couple of hours at least, right. an hour, an hour and a half. So you want to have a relationship with that uh, tobacco, that cigar that uh, that you enjoy, and eventually you're you're happy to pick up another one and put it in your mouth, because otherwise. There's no reason. There's no reason to do it. I mean, and uh, there's the old uh, saying about there's no time for there's not there's no time for a bad cigar, right? Right. It's yeah. Exactly. Totally, totally true. I mean, uh, I don't have time for it. If I don't like a cigar within the first five ten minutes, I throw yeah, it out. I get a new too. cigar. I refuse to uh, uh, smoke smoke something I'm not enjoying, whether it's draw. You know, they're they're human made. You, you, once in a while, you get one that doesn't draw right, that doesn't burn right, that doesn't. And, or you just don't like it, and yeah, I refuse to not enjoy a cigar. It's it's. Well, I'll move on to the next. No, one. it's just a waste of time. Yeah, and we're blessed to have plenty. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I can just grab another. So all right. So now let's talk about the product. Let's talk about the different lines that you have, uh, and and um, tell us a little bit about the lines, the names, and and what your what your goal was with with each one. Who's that directed to? That's, a, that's directed to Heather first, but obviously I want your input on yeah, as, sure. you, as you put them together. So, Let me just backtrack just a, a sure. little bit about um, the, the draw of the cigar. Felix, can you tell us really quick, what is the style that we use at our factories for rolling? Ah, very, very good, very good. Okay. Because we use something called intubado, where a lot of people, what they do is that they take the leaves of the blend and they just roll them together. What we do is we take each each leaf separately, so it creates it creates a current, it creates a draw, a very easy draw. I mean, you're smoking a, a passion right now, and I bet you it's a perfect draw. Oh, it is, it is. Yeah. So basically, is it the accordion style, and then you're stacking no, them you're, on top you're, of each other? That's 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 the that's not what we do. Okay. What we do is that we take each leaf okay separately. On okay. its own, and then you bunch them that way. Okay. And then you I see roll, what you're, and then so you're you laying one on top of the other. I right. See okay. And then, then then you roll it on the uh, on the bind on the binder on okay. the last leaf. Okay. So it leaves. I don't even have. Uh, thank God our uh, our cigars. Ninety nine point nine percent. You won't have. A, you'll always have a good draw from them, and we don't have a drawing uh, draw master or anything else because uh, a lot of people that do the other tradition they always stick the cigar into the draw master in order right. to be able to get. And we don't, we don't, we never use them because uh, our cigars. Uh, you may not like the taste of our cigars. They're, you know, ninety nine point nine percent they'll draw. That's good. Well, and I and I'm glad you brought that up, Heather. So, so tell us about the cigars. Tell us about the different different lines. Okay, uh, I met Felix four years ago at IPCPR. Was introduced to their line, and my very first cigar that I had with them is the one that you're smoking, mm-hmm. the, the Eagle Red. And that that was the one that that drew me to the to the line because it was so smooth and um, and so with gentle complexity. Um, and then I smoked the rest of the the rest. Felix was kind enough to send me a little care package. And one of the other ones that I smoked of his was the CSB the eighteen year. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's uh, available. Um, but most of Felix's cigars are are aging four to four plus years, and so they're all ready to to rock and roll. One of the, or actually, in the last couple weeks, we've had some really good reviews um, come out by by bloggers for our our two saints, and that is a Honduran Criollo with a Lajero wrapper. Okay, absolutely. Um, 
delicious, full-bodied smoke with, um, oh, I'm just not even sure how to describe it, but but it's it's one of those that sneaks up on you. You have that full flavor in your mouth. It's got the nice changes, but it's not going to give you that picky feeling in the back of your throat that sometimes you get with a stronger cigar. Right. So occasionally it will be confused for something more medium until you smoke it, and then you realize that you're feeling a little yeah. dizzy. It catches up <laughs> with you. Yeah. Which is what I'm finding happens with what we're smoking right now as well, <laughs> this, this newer, newer blend that I'm trying with Felix. He does that to me all the time. He gives me something and says, here, try this. I take a few puffs and I go, "Oh, this is just uh, I can you know, this. a medium. I can this, this is yeah. fine. This is simple." <laughs> and then I find myself having to sit down and go, "Whoa!" And that's what I, we're, I like we're finding with with his blends, with the Eagle Red, with the Eagle Black, um, the Two Saints. Um, so I would like Felix to tell us the story of a cigar called Something Special, which is which is seems very. Um, benign by the name yet it's not okay so tell us let's hear about the something special well, when we first uh, opened the factory in Esteli I had three names that I was working with which is Havana Sunrise Ego and Ringo so we made those cigars so I blended those cigars we started making those cigars and we also made I also wanted to make another blend but I didn't have a name for it so it was a very delicious cigar but we didn't have a name so they kept they, when we make cigars, we make them in wheels of 50. So they have to name them, who rolls it, who bunched it. So if there's a problem, we know who to go to. Right. Date when it, was, uh, when it was made. So they didn't have a name, so they kept calling it Algo Especial. So in Spanish, means something special. And there's, this, there's a whiskey that is called something special. It's not an expensive whiskey, but when I came to Nicaragua in every duty-free shop, I would find it, and I would say, you know what, let me go try it just to see. Because, I mean, people come to the factory, you know, maybe at night someone wants to smoke a cigar and have a drink. So I bought it. And uh, people enjoyed it at the factory. So one of my managers, the manager of the factory came over to me one time and says, Felix, did you have a, do you have a name now? We have a lot of cigars. We don't have a name. I said, I can't come up with a name. He says, well, why don't we call it something special? We already call it Algo Especial. Mm-hmm. And you, have, you love that whiskey called something special. Why don't we just call it that? I said, it's a great idea. So that's what we came up with. So the first four blends that I made when we first started, I made a cigar to go for the, for the whole day. So I basically it was something special to start the day off. And then it was Havana Sunrise. And then Ringo for the Havana Sunrise would be more of a medium, more like 12 o'clock after lunch. Mm-hmm. Ringo would be like 3 o'clock. And Ego, which is a heavier cigar, would be a good cigar after a big meal at night. So that's how I, I first started. And now we have many more brands that we're uh, for, we're expanding on the Ego, especially because these are all brands before FDA. So we have now Ego Black, Ego White. We're coming out with two, an Ego Gold and an Ego Ocean Blue. So all these will uh, will be expanding the Ego lines and the CSB lines and Havana Sunrise lines. Very nice. So you've got quite, quite, a, quite a bit of cigars. Tell us, uh, probably the best thing to do is let's, let's talk about your website, your, your social media, so that people can go online and check out the, the different lines of cigars. And I'm assuming uh, on the website, can they find where they can buy the cigars as well? Is, have you got the re- some retailers listed there? Can they at least reach out to you on the website and find out? Uh, well, we have two websites. Well, we have one website that's ours, FelixAsplin.com, where people can go in there and just check out all our blends. Okay. We have a couple of... Uh, uh, people that sell our cigars, like CigarsToMe.com and uh, Cigar Store and a few other retailers, online retailers that buy your cigars. Uh, but we have also a very strong online uh, social media presence right. with the Heather and with the, 
uh, hours and they uh, on Facebook and Instagram and everything else and people are talking all the time and then they're sharing what they're smoking right. and then they're asking okay well, where can I find them and people tell each other where they can find it because we're we're, we're in many uh, stores around the country and but, most but Heather's basically building the uh, Southwest uh, right we on on Facebook you can find our um, Felix Asuline cigar family or Felix Asuline family on Facebook it's okay. a cigar group um, a lot of members are talking about the scar across the country, and so you can get a little input from people who are already buying and smoking our brands as well. Good, good, good. So uh, Heather Callahan is on Facebook and Instagram and is a uh, selfie queen, self-proclaimed <laughs> selfie queen. Um, but she's fun. Be sure you find her. Be sure you follow her because she's 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 a fun friend to have on those uh on those social media sites, I'm going to spell Asuline so that for the for the listeners because I would have never gotten it right. A S S O U L I N E, correct? Yes. So Felix, of course, is F E L I X, but Asuline again is A S S O U L I N E. So when you're searching on on social media for the website, uh, that's uh, that's where it's at. Obviously, we'll put links to all of that stuff on our social media and website as well. If you, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That's I wanted to say something about Heather, actually. Absolutely. The people that I work with, I'm very close to, uh, like D'Artagnan in, uh, in California and my people in, uh, in Nicaragua. I'm very, very close to all these. Uh, and I like to build a relationship that I can be very uh, – because I, I know that if I'm working – in Nicaragua or here, I'm working with people mostly 10 to 12 hours a day. So I see them more than I see my family, unfortunately. Right. However, that's true. I mean, when you work, you see the people that you work with more than you uh, see your family. And if you don't like the people you work with, then, we're, you know, it's, it's kind of sad. Right. So I'm very, I'm very uh, careful about who, I, uh, who I'm uh, working with. And I was very blessed to meet uh, Heather and to be able to talk to her and be able to get to know her. And, then, and actually, she actually loved our cigar more than she, before she even knew me. So uh, I hope I she likes them. them I know she likes, she likes for them retail yeah. online. <laughs> yeah. She actually did. She actually did. She actually bought cigars online retail. So I knew. And this woman can get any cigar she wants. So she was paying retail to get our cigars. You know that she liked our cigars. That's great. So, and I have to say too, we've I don't know, we've known each other three or four years probably now. Uh, probably been social media friends longer than that. But finally came together. You st- stumbled into one of the world famous cigar bars one day, and and. Uh, uh, we finally got to meet in person three or four years ago. So uh, I truly enjoy uh, – uh, unfortunately, we don't see enough of each other, but hopefully that will change. I truly enjoy uh, having a cigar with you. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm really excited about uh, about Sticks having your cigars and, and uh, introducing it to Southwest Florida. I think it's, uh, it's going to be great. And I'm looking forward to uh, coming down to uh, – to Nicaragua and oh, see you down there as well. It'll be my pleasure, and then we'll make a cigar together. We'll blend a good cigar Excellent. together. Excellent. I would like that. Thank you, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thanks Thank for joining you. me. We appreciate Thank your support. I want to say thanks to Felix Asseline and uh, Heather Callahan from Felix Asseline Cigars for sitting down with me and telling me a little bit about their company and uh, Felix's passion for making some amazing cigars, which he does. Uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled about that. Heather and I have been friends for a long time, and it was fun to see her again and uh, spend a little time with her. So, Adam, coming up after the break, we get the opportunity to sit down with Ryan Bowen. He's the owner and head brewer of Palm City Brewing right here on The Aficionado Show. Hi, this is Pat Denson, Vice President of Estero Bay Chevrolet. When you sell the most cars, you have the luxury of keeping only the finest pre-owned vehicles for every price category. Many are one-owner trades, many purchase new here. We don't go to the auction and purchase other people's problems. So if you're in the market for the nicest used cars and trucks and sport utilities, there's no better place to buy than Estero Bay Chevrolet. Find new roads, exit 123, your ride, your way today, EsteroBayChevrolet.com. Estero Bay Chevrolet. 
Are you tired of looking at that old kitchen or bath and it's time to give it an update? Maybe you would like to have a beautiful new outdoor kitchen or living area. Or have you decided you want new flooring in your home? If so, Phenomenal Construction is your choice for all things related to renovations and remodeling. For a free quote, contact Phenomenal Construction at 333-9015. That's 333-9015. Plus, through the end of February, they're offering 10% off of any complete bathroom remodel. You can also visit them online at PhenomenalConstructionHome.com. Phenomenal Construction is a Florida residential contractor, license number CRC 1331743. Burn by Rocky Patel is an evolution in cigar lounges featuring a design that draws on an exotic mix of Mediterranean, Asian, and Cuban cultures. The world-class humidor in Burn also features private lockers where our guests can keep their cigars in perfect condition. Burn by Rocky Patel stocks the full line of Rocky Patel premium cigars as well as cigars from other top cigar makers from around the world. Burn by Rocky Patel, located in Mercado in Naples, next to Cabo Lounge. Hi, this is Kevin Robbins with American Eagle Mortgage and the host of The Aficionado Show. Whether you're looking to refinance your mortgage or purchase your dream home here in Southwest Florida, I'd love to earn your business. I have the experience and local knowledge to get the job done. Give me a call at 239-471-0505. That's 239-471-0505. Or visit me online at kevinrobbins.com. NMLS 161-3797. Lend US LLC. DBA. American Eagle Mortgage. NMLS 1938. Equal housing opportunity. Hello and welcome to the Aficionado Show. We are on the road again with the Stereo Bay Chevrolet, and we are at Palm City Brewing in San Carlos, Florida, uh, sitting in the in the uh, the tasting room. And once again, Adam and I have snuck into a tasting room while the uh, brewery is open, or excuse me, the brewery is closed, and kind of have the whole place to ourselves. With me, of course, is always is uh, Adam Hood. Uh, also, I have uh, Ryan Bowen. Uh, the owner here of uh, Palm City Brewing, and then I have Ron Miller with me of JJ Taylor. He's the uh, local account manager and works with uh, with Ryan. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Of course, thank you. Um, we're excited to be here. I've heard a lot about the brewery. Um, obviously, I spend a lot of time at Gulf Coast Town Center, so it's right around the corner here, and have not uh, have not been here yet. So it was uh, it was a, a true pleasure to get in here and check things out. Uh, real excited about having you guys on the show. Uh, obviously. Uh, right in our wheelhouse. We love talking about booze. We love talking about cigars, and, and uh, this fits well. The other piece that I like is local, 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 and that's what our show's all about. So, uh, Ryan, tell us a little bit about about uh, the brewery real quick as far as location, uh, when you started, and then we're going to talk a little bit about you and, and how you got started. Sure. Uh, first thing, thank you guys for uh, coming out and seeing us. Um, Palm City Brewing is uh, about nine months old right now. We're uh, going to sell. sell um, we're going to have our one-year anniversary here at the end of May. Um, the brewery is about two miles off of I-75, the uh, Alico Road exit. Uh, so very close to Interstate, uh, close to Gulf Coast Town Center, close to 41. So very centrally located. Right, and in this day and age, we're not even going to give you an address because it doesn't mean anything. Go to your Google. Go to Google Maps. Go to uh, Apple Maps. Type in Palm City Brewing. That's what I did since this was my first time here. Uh, an address really means nothing. It's back, like a lot of breweries, in an industrial park atmosphere. So just use your map system and type in Palm City Brewing. It'll take you right here. So 
you say you've been open for how long again? About nine months. About nine months. Okay. So what triggered you to, uh, to open a brewery? Obviously, we talked a little bit before, but I want to go back to that, that you enjoyed the home brew. Tell us a little bit about uh, what, what, where you started in beer and how you got to where we're at now. Yeah. So about nine years ago, I was, uh, I was on a trip out in Oregon. That's where my wife's from. And uh, I had the opportunity to go uh, home brew with a friend. And I was just starting to get into beer at the time. So that experience was uh, kind of an eye-opening experience. There was, you know, a lot of different tubs and uh, a lot of different kettles around. Um, So I kind of just started taking it all in. Um, Tried some of his beer. It was excellent. And kind of, you know, a little light bulb went off in my head that, wow, you can make this kind of product, you know, from your house. Um, I was looking for a hobby. My wife got me my first kit, so I kind of blame her for the for the whole explosion. <laughs> um, I started most, you know, just like most homebrewers did on my stove in my kitchen. Um, I quickly got kicked out to the garage <laughs> because of the mess. But um, you know, I did I did two years where I, I brewed, you know, once every couple months. Um, about two years in, I started to really get into it. Um, I, then that's when I went to all grain, which is you know a little bit more intricate you have a little more control with the beer um you know i did that you know in my garage pretty avidly um you know talking once a week once every couple weeks Um, i just kept you know having a a passion for it Um, i found myself listening to podcasts about it watching videos on how to brew just a year to try to get better um and that kind of you know brought us to about four years ago um i had Made a, made a beer. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, my wife is our one of our biggest samplers, so I make sure that she tries everything. Um, so I brought it to her, and then you know, I she's like, "Oh, that's really good." I remember walking out into the garage, and I t- turned right back around and walked back in, and I said, "You know what?" I said, "I think I want to open a brewery. I think I want to do this professionally." And she's like, "I've been waiting for a while for you to tell me this." Wow, um, that's great. I've never heard this story. That's awesome. That's awesome, that's, man. It gave that me is, chills. Uh, that is, uh, I, Usually, you got to love that support. The women step in, and it's always the opposite. Oh, oh hell no. Yeah, right, you're not right. doing this shit. No. No, that's awesome. That's a, that's a good story. That was, uh, so, I need to meet her. Oh, yeah. She's a keeper. She's, she's a pistol for sure. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that was um, big for her is that I always needed to do a stout. So she's a big stout porter fan, dark beer fan. Okay. So that was kind of the rule. So I you kept her happy. As long as I kept one on for her. I could brew pretty much as much as I much the as I like. saying, so. as long as Mama's happy, everybody's happy. So you sold me a damn house. We know that's true. No keep, arguments here. Keep, uh, you know, keep her happy in the beer. That's awesome. So, so tell us, uh, how did you pick the spot? When did you, you know, how long ago did you did uh, you actually start putting things in motion to get this open? Because I know you don't just uh, show up and one day you're open. Obviously, there's a, quite a process. Yeah. So about four or five years ago, when we started. Um, we were looking kind of all over Southwest Florida, um, predominantly in this San Carlos area, right off Alico Road. Um, I live in Estero, so it's about 15 minutes from my house. Um, I have two daughters, and it was important for me to be close to them. I didn't want to be all the way up, you know, 45, 50 minutes away. Right. You know, I wanted I wanted to save that time and, and be with my family. Um, so we kind of really dug in right here and, and made sure that we, we wanted to put the brewery here. Right. Um, we, it was a couple-year process that we, before we actually found the location, but when we found it, it was just a grass lot. Right. Oh, so, really? Okay. So th- these buildings are that new, huh? 
This I didn't build, know yeah. that. Okay, I've never been back in here, so I didn't know what was what was back here. That's awesome. Yeah, this building is. I mean, as soon as it was complete, that's when we jumped into the brewery. Okay, um, it was it was a built to suit, so we did have some advantages on how we wanted to set things up, which was you know, which was of course a big benefit for us. Oh, absolutely, that's great. So. Uh, Ron, obviously, I brought Ron on because a couple of reasons. Because uh, you know, Ron's uh, of of '96 uh, K Rock fame here in Southwest Florida before he got into the beer business, and uh, also is a what I like to call a beer nerd. I've known Ron for for what a three or four years now. I don't know how long you've been in in Southwest Florida, but um, uh, how about I jog your memory? A year and a half. Kevin. Has it only been a year and a, a year half? And a half. A little seems over. like a lot little. longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it seems like a lot longer now. We Ron. drank we drank three or four years worth of booze in right, that one one and a half years. That's what that's it is. probably it. So, <laughs> so Ron is is a distributor right, for for uh, Palm City. Tell us w- tell us a little bit about the beers from a from a consumer. I guess obviously you're selling it, but, but yeah. I want you to tell us a little bit about a, about it as far as someone who loves to drink beer. Well, the, you know the one thing about Southwest Florida that I do love. Uh, I spent some time out in Reno where craft beer was really coming into its own. I watched a lot of breweries go through their door openings and what they did right or wrong. So with coming here and, you know, ending up with J.J. Taylor, we have some incredible uh, local brews. I mean, you know, between the guys in Naples and uh, Benita, uh, Pointy Bell and, and Fort Myers, I mean, we have all these great breweries. Well, I'm also a San Carlos guy. And hearing right. about Palm City opening, I was like excited. There's going to be one right, right around the corner. Well, people who beat me to the brewery all of a sudden were just raving about Ryan and his beers. And... Um, so, long story short, we were patrons here uh, among with friends and found out, well, guess what? J.J. Taylor picked them up, so it was an easy sell for me to go out going, I go to this brewery. Right. I know the guys. I love the beers. So, you know, when you go into an account with enthusiasm, it's, it's kind of infectious. And when you have uh, uh, San Carlos Proper, which is the real easy drinker, uh, crushable, and then you have uh, Last Laugh, which is a, a staple IPA. In certain places, you can get their City Juice, which is... Is that still your number one here? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. still number one. Yeah, City Juice just, uh, you know, when you... That nice little cloudy one right there. Yeah, that's yeah, the one you, I'm consuming you, the right, most of You'll, right you'll see everybody drinking it. But, you know, uh, the other beers as well, as Ryan said, you know, there's something for everybody here. And uh, yet to have, and, and I mean this with, with love, yet to have a bad beer. And, right. and you listen, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have some beers that aren't well, winners. Absolutely. Absolutely, that's true and true in any business. So it's eleven uh, thirty in the morning as we sit here uh, on the road doing this interview, and Adam and I have beer in front of us, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, Ryan, tell us tell us what we're drinking. We'll start with what I'm drinking. Uh, I, I always say on the show that I'm just not a beer guy, so I tend to go to the light end. What have I got in front of me here? You have our uh, Golden Ale, which is San Carlos proper. Um, it's named after the area the brewery's in. It kind of pays homage to you know the area we're in. Um, it's a light drinking, easy uh, golden ale. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's very good, very good. We actually just um, this was our first medal we've won. We won a silver medal at Best Florida Beer a couple months ago with this beer. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, that's thank awesome. You. Yeah. It's one of the top sellers in the in the tasting room. It's it's definitely that uh, that crossover beer, you know, from macro drinker to right. you know craft drinker. Right, that's definitely something I could. You know what what I find. Again, and, and, I, and I talk about this because not everybody that's listening to my show are beer drinkers. There's a lot of whiskey drinkers. There's a lot of vodka drinkers. So, so I like to go down the path of me not being a beer drinker with and Adam being a beer drinker and obviously Ron because I like to share my experience with something that I could actually enjoy, not being a beer drinker. And that's I go into breweries and I go into places and I find that 
I might be able to consume one of whatever they've given me, and that's it. That's something I could drink a couple of and, and it really enjoy and not not uh, not want to get away from it. So that's that's great. What's what's Adam got down there? He's got uh, three different variations. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got two other beers. He's got he's got the San Carlos, but then he also has our Last Laugh IPA, which is our our standard American IPA. It's our flagship brand. Um, we use uh, citron mosaic hops, so it's going to give you a citrusy kind of a little bit of uh, almost pininess to it. Um, but we, we, again, we're very big on drinkability here, so everything's very drinkable, very palatable. Um, so, you know, that, that stands about 6.6% alcohol, so, it, you know, it's got a kick to it as well. Um, the other one he's drinking is our uh, City Juice, which is our most popular beer in the tasting room. It's a New England-style IPA, so you'll notice the cloudiness, uh, the haze that it has to it. That is actually from uh, proteins left in the beer, but it, it, it adds, you know, accentuates the flavor and the, the aroma hops that we put in there. And uh, we, we really lower the bitterness there. So we get a lot of people that will come in the tasting room and say, well, I'm not an IPA fan, but I like citrusy beers. So we'll just say, hey, look, this is an IPA, but try it. And just don't think of the IPA, think of, you know, your citrus. And we have a lot of people that end up just coming in just to drink those types of beers because we uh, we do quite a few of those type those styles. Yeah, there, there's a certain Belgium beer that I like. I won't mention its name, but uh, I go after those citrusy beers. I, that's what I like. This is very unique to me. It's got that thickness to it that I like. Almost and not as big as a stout, where you feel like you're chewing on it, but it's got a, a thickness to it that I really like. The cloudiness is really cool. Uh, I I like to drink a lot of rye. I like unfiltered rye. I just like the texture that it leaves. I'm a really big texture person with food and with even with booze. Um, but that's just got such a unique flavor and, and even look to it that that's really really cool. I I'm really digging that beer, man. That's Thank really you. cool. So obviously, uh, I wanted to have Ron here with JJ Taylor to uh, not only talk about the brewery that we're we're here at, but also talk about distribution. So uh, as you've joined with JJ Taylor, um, we were talking earlier. Um, you're distributing your beer throughout Southwest Florida to bars and restaurants. Uh, tell us the areas that you're covering, and maybe mention a few of the establishments that you're in that uh, that customers can find the beers that maybe while they're out traveling and maybe haven't made it to the brewery like uh, like I hadn't that they could pick up. Uh, or find your beer yeah so right now we're we're in 40 or 50 different establishments um pretty much all of southwest florida uh you're probably much cape coral and down uh you can find our beer i mean we have a lot of accounts at golf coast town center um so you know we're we're big on local we're big on hyper local and, and keeping close to the brewery so we've been very fortunate that uh there's a lot of other people that are very close to the brewery that really you know appreciate that and want to support us with that the world famous cigar bar was one of the first to get one of the first absolutely and you know that number is kind of staggering to me obviously you know being in the business is that these guys have been on the market just a few months now and already have 40 to 50 placements uh, considering how much competition is out there in the marketplace is no small feat so you know for us as making a living off their product it's uh, it's fantastic it just makes me smile every day that's great. So, guys, we're going to go to a break real quick. Uh, you got time to stick with us for a few more minutes, please, and we'll come back. I want to talk to you a little more about the brewery and ask you a few more questions about uh, some of the events and, and some of the things that happen here on the brewery. So stick with us. We'll be right back here on the Aficionado Show. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is an independent insurance agency 
here in Southwest Florida. They've been providing complete and comprehensive insurance portfolio risk management services in Florida for over 25 years. Ioni Insurance and Risk Management is proud to serve our community in all things insurance and risk management. For more information about how they can assist you and your business, call 239-707-1133. Again, 239-707-1133. Or visit them online at IoniInsurance.com. That's I-A-N-N-O-N-E Insurance.com. For over 10 years, Sticks Cigar Company in North Fort Myers has been the place for those highly sought-after boutique cigar blends that you won't find in every humidor. Owner Tom Green prides himself in not only having unique cigar brands, but also a large selection of cigar accessories, including cutters, lighters, ashtrays, and that perfect humidor. Stop in to see Tom and let him help you pick out the perfect cigars, and while you're there, stay for a cigar on the patio or in the man cave. That's Sticks Cigar Company, located at 705 Pondella Road in North Fort Myers, or give them a call at 239-898-2593. Be sure to tell them that the Aficionado Show sent you. Hood Designs, the official marketing and branding partner of the Aficionado Show. Hood Designs is a highly versatile design firm specializing in branding, marketing, print, and digital. With their extensive knowledge of web development and graphic design, they're able to assist your business to reaching its marketing goals. Hood Designs is well known for their project promptness and pride themselves in creating satisfied clients. Contact Hood Designs today and learn how they can help you with your business goals. 561-247-4931 or visit hooddesigns.com. Would you like to have an authentic cigar roller at your wedding, bachelor party, corporate event, or birthday party? You can with Cigar Event Services by the World Famous Cigar Bar. Your event can have an experienced cigar roller and cigar host to create a unique experience for your guests. They also offer custom cigar bands made with your name, logo, or even your baby's name. Visit worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event for more info. Let them customize the perfect cigar package for your event. Again, that's worldfamouscigarbar.com slash cigar event. And we're back on the Aficionado Show. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Adam Hood. Uh, also, I have uh, Ron Bowen of Palm City Brewing and Ron Miller with uh, J.J. Taylor. Uh, Ron or Ryan? Ryan Bowen. Did, I, on, did I screw that up? I was That's looking, all right. You were jumping ahead. Ryan Bowen. <laughs> Ron's my uncle's name. Of Palm City Brewing. Bring uh, the whole so, family in. As always, we're on the road uh, with the Stereo Bay Chevrolet, and we're in the, the uh, tasting room of Palm City Brewing in southwest Florida. And uh, while we were at break... Uh, Ryan went and got us a couple of more beers. So tell us, uh, tell us what we have now. What's Adam got down there? So uh, Adam, I got him a uh, another New England style IPA. So you're going to see the distinct haze to it. It's called Quiet Storm. Uh, it's eight point six percent alcohol, so it's a little bit higher ABV. Um, I love say. how he's walking me up the uh, spectrum here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to uh, pour pour Adam into his car in just a minute. <laughs> but uh, again, easy drinker. Um, more, you know based on the the hop, the flavor hops and the aroma hops um you know we're we're really hitting a you know a big bouquet of you know pineapple and uh you know uh, passion fruit with those uh the second beer was our uh GB porter which is a coffee lactose porter uh it's about 5.5% alcohol beer so it's again it's it's easy drinking it's got the drinkability that all our beers we we try to you know really push um but the coffee uh you know, gives it a nice, you know, almost like a cold brew coffee-esque And is taste. that what I have here as well? You actually have our um, Little Junie uh, barrel-aged. So okay. we, got, we were able to get some fresh Buffalo Trace barrels. Nice. And That's we awesome. Aged, we aged our Imperial uh, Stout Little Junie in those for about okay. four months. 
So you're going to get a little bit of the, you know, the bourbon characteristics from it as well. And we do coffee and coconut as a secondary flavors. Yeah, I'm well. definitely picking up coffee. I, I, uh, I, this is, this is really weird that I'm having a, uh, I'm having a morning where all of them are tasting good. So I, uh, I will definitely be back to hang out and, and drink some more of this. This is, this is great. And then you gave me uh, one of the ones Adam was already drinking, which was the, the city juice, correct? Yep. Okay, good. So we want to talk a little bit more about the brewery. And um, obviously, hours that you're open, uh, you're not open every day, obviously, as far as uh, throughout the week. Hours that you're open uh special events that you may have and stuff like that so tell us a little bit about that sure our uh, our hours are wednesday through friday we're open uh four to ten and then uh, saturday we, we open at noon we go to 10 o'clock again and then sunday we're noon to six okay um, as far as special events go um we do trivia every thursday night um which gets very competitive around here <laughs> we have uh quite a few teams that come and we have a um, her name's Sheena. She is our trivia coordinator, and she is uh, she's funny. She's a stand-up comedian, so she's worth the price of admission right there because she uh, she gets into it with our, our patrons, and they go back and forth, and it's a lot of fun. Excellent, awesome. Um, we we do do a little live music. Um, uh, we just actually did one of our first ones. We had Scotty Williams on, um, so he was he was excellent. Uh, we had a nice crowd for that. So we're just starting to kind of get into the live music feed. Um, we, Food trucks, you know, we're, we're big on food trucks here. So every day we're open, you can always um, find a food truck here. Or, you know, what's another thing that's cool is you want to go out and get your favorite takeout, bring it in, you know, you can you can do that as well. And I'm sure there's places that deliver here as well, pizza joints and all that too. Do you have an objection to that as far as if somebody's here and they want to order a pizza or whatever? Nope, okay. nope. People, people do that. They uh, go pick up wings and, you know, run the gamut on that. Great. So... Uh, one of the things that, that Adam and I immediately asked, because we're cigar smokers, Ron as well, is uh, is there is there some place to smoke cigars here in the brewery? And obviously not in the tasting room, but but you showed us an area in the back. Tell us about the area in the back that uh, that people can go back and and uh, and enjoy a cigar and, and hang out back there. Yeah. So our brewery uh, in the back is is open air. We have the bay doors open. Um, if you you know want to smoke cigars out 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 there, you know it's more than welcome to. Um, we have games and, uh, you know, different things for, you know, pretty much everybody out there. Uh, we have shuffleboard table. We have ring toss, giant Jenga. Um, so we're, we're, we have a lot of entertainment out in the back that, you know, a lot of families can kind of, you know, jump into. And, you know, people that you know, want to smoke cigarettes or cigars, they're more than welcome out there as well. You know, one thing I wanted to interject real quick is that because uh, we were talking about, hey, what we did this weekend. And I watched a lot of hockey and baseball. And uh, they have TVs here, and it's it's actually a very big question when you know you're like, well, can I go there? Can I watch the game there? Plus, they have this screen up above the uh, front door. Yeah, that thing's literally what twelve foot wide, ten foot wide. It's yeah, it's and it's crystal okay. clear. It projects onto this wall, Kevin, and wow. it's amazing. Okay, so I didn't it, see the projector or anything. That's yeah. Great. So for those of you who you know want to enjoy a cigar, want to have some great beer, uh, you've got the kids for the day, and you want to watch your games. Well, guess what? I'll tell you where to go: Palm City Brewing. Yeah. Very so. Cool. And, and I want to touch on the kid-friendly piece uh, to make that very clear to, um, to our listeners that um, not only are there games here, not only do they say it's kid-friendly, they have an entire wall that is a chalkboard wall so the kids can draw on that. And um, they've got, you know, games that are kid, kid-friendly. So this is absolutely a family-friendly place that you can come and enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, have some beers and, and maybe even have some cigars and watch the game. So that's great. So tell us about 
you're called it a crowler, correct? It's not a growler. It's a crowler. Fine. I want, I want you to tell us about the crowler. Yeah. So crowler is basically just uh, a can growler. So it's a 32-ounce vessel. We fill it right here at the bar. Um, we have a, a seal, our seamer right in the back bar. Um, so the majority of our beers are available in crawlers. You can get them fresh. Um, we seal them right there. They're good for, we say people about a week, but we've had people go a little bit longer with them. Um, what's nice about a crawler, um, just like a can, is the, you know, the, you know, the oxidation is, is not going to happen. The, the caps aren't going to leak. Um, you're not going to get any light that are in them. So it's, uh, you know, as far as a vessel goes, we, we prefer it over, over a growler. Well, and I, one of the things that um, I like is, uh, is that it's, it's less beer, honestly. So um, if there's something I like and, and I want to uh, want to get it to consume 64 ounces or whatever is maybe difficult for me, uh, 32 is perfect. The other beautiful thing is you can come get four or six of those, throw them in your cooler, take them to the beach, take them to the game, whatever. Um, and when he says the can, I just want to reiterate, if you didn't say, is that it is a can like a beer can, and it pops open like a beer can does on the top. So uh, once it's sealed, then it pours just like a beer can. So very cool. Um, I, I, I think that's a, a great way to, uh, to present that and uh, makes it a little easier for uh, transport, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Do you have any plans for canning for distribution? We, we are in the process of uh, kind of working through that and, uh, you know, locking down a, a canning machine. Um, but, yes, that would be our preferred kind of vessel right, yeah. over, over, over a bottle. I remember Fred at Four Myers Brewing. That's the one thing he said. He's like, if you're going to drink beer, it's out of a can. Yeah. That's just the only way to drink a beer. And that was the first time I had heard that. Me and, too. I always, uh, I always bought, you know, uh, what little beer I drink, I always bought bottles. Because the per, the perception reason. was bottles right. were always better. But, again, the light and the oxidation and all that. Now tell me about, okay, we're going to shift gears for just a second, but beer guys, tell me about these these aluminum bottles, we'll call them, that, that some of the beer companies are doing. So it's a, it's a six, those are 16 ounce, right? But it actually sure. has a screw top. Is that, that's the same as a can, right? Yeah. It, okay. So, so but just that's a big can. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, so that is, uh, you know what? I'm funny. I like the fact that I can put the lid back on if, you know, so I don't dump it or whatever. I don't know. It's just, just finish it. I, well, I can't, I just <laughs> can't, it's meant to be dead. I just can't drink it that fast. So Ryan, tell us, uh, how can people find out? Well, wait a minute. I want to back up just one second before we do that. I really like this, this wall over here that, uh, that, uh, tell us about that. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna say. He has. A, he has a wall. Uh, a couple of different walls here in the uh, tasting room. And I want. Uh, I want Ryan to tell you about them because I think they're very cool. So we have a uh, a wall that basically pays tribute to all the other breweries in Southwest Florida. Uh, we kind of go from Punta Gorda down. Um, any brewery that's currently in existence, we have a placard for, and it tells you how far away you are from our tasting room right here to their brewery. Um, we also have a uh, kind of in waiting list. So there's uh, there's you know a handful of breweries that are start gonna they're in the process of opening up in Southwest Florida, so you can come and see kind of what's what's coming soon. Um, so that's just a, you know another way you know for us, we just want to be part of the community um, of, of brewers. I've asked countless questions to the brewers you know that are on that wall. Um, I'm friends with you know all of them. Um, so for us, it's just a way to, you know, pay tribute to them and, you know, let everybody know that we are, you know, one Southwest Florida brewery scene and, you know, we're excited about it. Uh, the other the other piece on that wall is uh, probably 15 of my favorite breweries from across the United States um, and how far away you are from them. So most of those are, are pretty high numbers, but, uh, you know, just 
breweries that shape me, beers that I really like to drink that have, you know, I've then tried to emulate here and make kind of similar products for our consumers. Right. So um, you and you said you're the the, uh, the main brewer, the only brewer, and then you have an assistant brewer, correct, here? Correct, yeah. Our, uh, we have, you know, I do the majority of the brewing, um, and then I have another gentleman who helps me, um, comes in and he helps me brew, helps me cellar. Uh, he does a lot of our treatment stuff. So he's a, he's a big asset for the for the brewery. So, how often do you bring something new out? We we try to add variety at least once a week. Um, you know, on Fridays is kind of our new beer release. Um, so we're always trying to push you know new flavors, um, you know new new styles, new takes on it. Um, so we're, we're we're trying to push that envelope I mean, at least once a week. Whether it be a big batch or a small batch, we we still mess around in our pilot system quite a bit. So that makes twenty gallons. So. Okay. So as people come into the brewery, they can expect to see something new weekly or, or at least every couple of weeks they can expect to try something new, correct? Correct, yeah. That's awesome. So, all right, so as we wrap up here, uh, tell everybody how they can find out more about Palm City Brewing via social media, via website, things like that. So we are, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are on Instagram. Uh, Facebook's probably the best place to find out um, upcoming events, uh, different beer releases that are going on. Instagram is kind of our just our way to kind of give you a backstage pass to what's going on in the brewery. Okay. Um, and then website? Do you have a website up and running? We as don't. Well? It's not up and running yet, but okay. it should be coming soon. Okay. So, so I've I've actually got a question here. Um, can we brew an aficionado show beer? He said he has a little small tank back there, so maybe we should do some kind of event here with the show, and maybe do a live show from here or whatever. But maybe we can work with Ryan here and do an aficionado show beer. I think we could do that. We've got enough. Uh, we've got enough listeners and and friends of the show uh, that come here, uh, and and I'm sure we could get many more to, to come. That I think that would be a lot of fun. So we'll work on that. We'll work on an uh, an aficionado show. Uh, I'll let you and Adam work on that because uh, I can just barely uh, spell beer. But I think that would be that would be fun to do a uh, do an event here on a Sunday and and uh, bring everybody out here and uh, uh, try the aficionado show beer. I like That'd that. That'd be cool. Absolutely. I like that. So, uh, to wrap up, Ryan, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. We really enjoyed being here. Uh, I am definitely going to be back because uh, you have uh, you have tantalized my palate, I will say, with uh, a couple of three of these. So, I'm excited to, uh, to come back and spend some time here. Ron, thanks for joining us. Uh, Ryan, I appreciate it. We will, uh, we will definitely uh, be back soon with a plan to, uh, to spend some more time right here at uh, Palm City Brewing. So, uh, thanks a lot for joining us on the Aficionado Show. Yeah, thank thanks, you, guys. guys. Thanks again to Ryan from Palm City Brewing for giving us the opportunity to uh, sit down in his tasting room and learn a little more about his uh, unique brewery there in San Carlos, Florida. Uh, we appreciate Felix and Ryan both giving us the time this week to uh, put together another great show. This is episode 10. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. It's at Aficionado Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also find us online at aficionadoshow.com. We would ask that you share this with your friends. Tell them to find us on their favorite podcast app. That's iTunes, Google Play, or you can find us on Podcast Addict if you're an Android person. So please share the show. Please give us feedback as you can. Thanks for listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week on The Aficionado Show. For more information on the show, upcoming events, how to have your product or business featured, or to be a sponsor of the show, visit us online at aficionadoshow.com. To hear past episodes or to share the show with your friends, 
You can find us on all major podcast outlets, including iTunes and Google Play. The Aficionado Show is a Media Group Florida production.